0: I believe that when you create a message that is aligned with your truth, you can have the breakthroughs that changes lives. Each week, me and my guests share with you how we're making an impact with our message and the stories behind our success. So that being said, let's dive into today's episode.
1: Good deal. Me too.
0: Well, today I have Dave Melinda, who is the founder of Positive Polarity, I like that name, a coaching or training firm that brings solid growth to companies from over 30 years of real world experience. I'm super excited to have you here, Dave. Tell me in your own words, what it is that you do and how you help people.
1: Well, I started when I was four. So that's because I'm only 34. So, okay. you know, you know.
0: <laughs> of course, of
1: course. <laughs> I really wish, right? Yeah, actually, you know, it's interesting because there's a lot of people that grow by mistake. You know, mm-hmm. they're not intentional with their growth. So I wrote my book, Growing on Purpose, to help people grow on purpose, to be very intentional about it you want to look back and see how you grew. And so you're able to replicate that if possible. So uh, yeah, just a bunch of fun stuff around um, growth and trying to, you know, scale businesses in life.
0: That's great. So which area specifically do you focus on the most in terms of business growth?
1: Yeah, for sure. I look at, there's three chunks to a company. There's the Mm -hmm. product and service is one. There's the team that actually delivers that, is two, and then there's the customer that pays for it, enjoys it, whatever. So we focus on the customer experience and we mm-hmm. focus on strengthening the team. So those are our two areas that we focus on um, here for growing on purpose.
0: Perfect. Okay. So let's kind of unpack both of these places because yeah. I'm kind of curious. Let's start with your team. Um, Tell me a little bit about what are some of the things to look out for when you're growing your company in terms of your team? Like, um, Is it hiring too fast or hiring too slow or it's not maintaining company culture? What are some of the things that we need to be on the lookout for in terms of growth?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people, entrepreneurs, I mean, I don't know if you've heard this, but I've heard this a lot. Boy, I wish my team was more like me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> you know, yeah. and so you want to clone yourself, <laughs> right? Exactly. You want to clone yourself. Well, the problem is, is like for me personally, if I clone myself, if there were 10 people on my team and I had 10 of me, I'd have a wall full of post-it notes. And none of those ideas would ever get implemented because I'm not an implementer. I have people that do that. So that's what's unique is that I think that we want to build a team like us, but in reality, we need to build a well-balanced team. We use DISC personality profiling a ton. And so I think of it as, you know, you want all these different quadrants covered because again, my team of 10 of me, we'd have Pages of great ideas. We'd have post-it notes everywhere, but nothing would get implemented. So, one of the things you want to make sure in your team is that you have a team that's well-rounded as as best as you possibly can. Uh, That's interesting.
0: Yeah, go Go ahead. 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 No, no. No, (laughs) Are we gonna do this, Dave? (laughs) Sure. Why not? (laughs) No, I was gonna say that it's interesting because I think that I, I could see how that would be a very common. I don't know a mistake, but a very common uncorrect, incorrect incorrect way of doing things, right? You're like, let me look blind Mm -hmm. spot. That's a word. Let me look for a version of me to do this work. And I think that precisely having a team is about having people with different areas of expertise that can look at those blind spots that you can't see because that's not your area of expertise necessarily.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So what are you really strong at on your Mm -hmm. team? What's one thing that you're strong at?
0: Me personally.
1: Yeah, you personally. I'm yeah. great
0: at executing. <laughs>
1: okay, so do you so. Um, you know, if you're great at executing, who creates the vision? You know, and who's... I'm also
0: great at the vision part. So
1: there you go. So you know, <laughs> you you have you have both ends of the spectrum. Not exactly. a lot of people have that. Mm-hmm. So like me, I love doing the, all the vision work, and but then when it comes to implementation, it's like an execution. It's like yeah, you know that's that's for somebody else. So. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty common blind spot for business owners, entrepreneurs to try to hire people like them. And then they really limit their growth because they just don't have as many um, people around them uh, in a well-balanced team as they should.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. So what other... What other areas within their teams do they need to be focused on in terms of growing their business? What, what are some of other, the other blind spots that people tend to have and not really know?
1: Yeah, the other ones that really people, it's crazy how many people pass on giving um, accolades to other people, mm. acknowledging people, recognizing people, and it's free to do. And you look at the research out there and you, you know, if you're not recognizing your, your team individually, specifically, you know, once or twice a week, you're really missing out on their engagement you know, the research shows that if you don't recognize your team in the, that way, they don't stick around as long, mm-hmm. they're not as engaged, they don't offer as good of a customer experience as possible. So a free way is to just walk up to somebody and say, wow, great job today. I heard you on the phone with the, you know, on that Smith account and boy, you really nailed that thing. Thank you for being here. I mean, just that little fifteen-second engagement changes that individual's, that their day, And that's what we're trying to find is little course corrections throughout the day to keep them engaged in what they do.
0: I love that. Okay, so let's switch gears and talk about customer experience because this one I'm super curious to hear about. Tell me a little bit about customer experience and how, I mean, obviously I can imagine how that would impact your growth, but I want to hear a little bit about what your perspective is on this topic.
1: Yeah, and interesting is we're all customers, right? We're Mm -hmm. all consumers. So we all have had great experiences and we've all had not so great experiences. And it's safe to say the research shows that a weak team will supply a weak experience and a strong team will supply a strong experience for that customer. And I think the best way to do it is to simply ask the customer is what in the world do you want that will knock your socks off? And sometimes they know and sometimes they don't. But I tell you, there's plenty of examples out there of companies, you know, that have been crushing it for customer experience. If you're not happy about something, we're replacing it, we're repairing it, we're fixing it, whatever. We're uh, You might go into a car dealer, you know, go into a Lexus dealer versus go into an entry-level car dealer and notice the difference. The experience is different. They have a kitchen waiting there. Everybody's dressed differently. The, the place is kept right. different all these different things in that experience, it starts from what is your, you know, website look like? um, Or, you know, what's the first experience I have when I walk into your place, if you have brick and mortar? And first, and and what's it like when I pick up the phone? You know, I mean, we've all probably gone to Taco Bell and bought a taco and not had the best experience, no offense to Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a different, uh, experience than if you go to Morton Steakhouse, right? There's just two totally different experiences. Um, and neither one's right or wrong. But for, you know, a lot of people right now, two thirds of the people that they polled said they people will pay more for a better experience.
0: Of course. Yeah. A
1: lot of companies are really um, glomming on to that research and jumping at the opportunity to build up that and make it better at every step. You know, when we go to the Lexus dealer, there's food there, there's, you know, beverages there. um, There's a work area for you to set up your laptop and do work. I mean, they figured it out rather than you just sit, um, you know, on a chair somewhere and and wait for something to get done on your car. It's just the two totally different ways to look at it.
0: Absolutely. You know, and it's so interesting because I think that There's so many details within that customer experience that people often overlook. And, you know, from my perspective, as somebody who has her business online and has funnels and, you know, systems and email follow up and customer journey, like the whole thing. There's so many little touch points that really will say a lot about who you are. So if you're so for our listeners, if you're, you know, for example, running ads, you want to look at your ad copy, you want to look at the ad image, you want to look at the copy on the landing page, the images on the landing page, the fonts that you're using on the landing page. Then when somebody signs up for the thing, what happens? Where does it redirect people to? How does a video show up? What quality images are you? So all of these little details and touch points that tell people who you are. And I'll tell you something that happened to me actually this morning. I was talking to a client of mine and he was having an issue with a video that he has on his website. And I thought, I wonder if something's wrong with the video company, right? With Wistia is what we were using. Cause it's weird that the video isn't loading. So I went to my own website where I also use Wistia and I was like, let me see uh, if, if, if it's down for me as well. And as I load the page on the mobile version of my, on, on that specific page, I noticed that there's a bunch of things that are not supposed to be there on that page. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. I've had this page for six months running ads to this. (laughs) Yep. And there's all of this random copy at the top. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And, and it's these details sometimes that are so small that will affect. I mean, fortunately, it's been working great regardless of that. That tells right. me like I immediately fixed it and sure. made a note like, OK, we want to value what happens after today because obviously yeah, there is sure. stuff that's not supposed to be there. But there's so many details in terms of building that customer experiencing the experience that are fundamental that we overlook.
1: <laughs> well, and I tell you what—I don't know about you, but I get hit up every day on LinkedIn from somebody for something they want to sell me something. Oh yeah, which is fine, right. But I get a kick out of the people that say, "Hey, Dave, I see you're in the roofing industry." <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, you you even if they was the best thing ever, I don't think I could get myself to buy it. I don't even finish that sentence when I see I you know, I mean, at least if you're going to Um, invest the time, do it the right way, because that's just such a turnoff, spelling somebody's name wrong, you know, just all those little details. Like you said, if you're not going to get the details right, you know, why even bother? It just, it looks so sloppy. And I think to myself, if it's sloppy on the front end, the experience on the back end, after I give you the money is probably even sloppier. So, you know, it's just probably not a good spot to be.
0: I, what I I think that what happens is that people are so focused on growth, they want to shortcut their way to growth. So they're like, let me use any bot that I can that's going to, especially right now with everything that's happening with AI, like so yeah. that it messages automatically a hundred people, a thousand people per day, and it's a numbers game and all of the story. When at the core. Coming back to what we're talking about, it's about building a customer experience and a customer, a relationship with that customer, especially in what I do is I focus on helping people attract premium clients. Premium clients will not respond to canned messages that sound like everybody else. And it's time consuming for you to build those relationships. But they're going to pay off even more in the long run and in the short run even. Yeah, I, don't,
1: I don't see you have a choice. I mean, without a relationship, what do you have? You know, yeah. I mean, if, if I don't have a good relationship with whoever and a, a nickel cheaper price comes along, I'm probably going to bail.
0: Exactly, you know, because
1: 100%. So, and I think one of the cool models that really helps people is to, I always encourage my clients to secret shop yourself. You know, I mean, whatever that looks like, pretend you're doing a, an inquiry on the website, on the, what does it sound like on the phone, you know, whatever, whatever the mm-hmm. the medium of information is, you know, have somebody that you know, or enlist a company. But if you don't understand that journey that your customer's going on, like you said, you're getting to a video spot that shouldn't be. You know, there's nothing worse than getting somebody into a funnel and then there's a click spot where it says no longer, you know, doesn't work. or Exactly. You know, it's like broken links. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah. So that's all part of that customer experience that if you don't have that good experience right now, there's so many other places to go. Your competitors right. are everywhere and they're doing it. So you probably are well-served in making sure your experience is, is second to none.
0: A hundred percent. So who is somebody that's an ideal client of yours? Where do they have to be in their business to need your help and support in terms of having that solid growth?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We have, we have I have solopreneurs that I work with and then I have large, you know, multi-state companies It's really, usually the people for me that work really well are the ones that are really good at their craft, right? Mm -hmm. They're still, they're just really good at it, but they don't understand maybe like the things we talked about. I don't know how to build a team. I don't know what to think about from a customer's experience. I'm too busy making X, whatever that is, or I'm too busy servicing that. So then we come alongside them and we just kind of help them grow to whatever level they want some people mm-hmm. you know it's it's pretty easy to go from a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand it's probably a lot harder to go from 10 million to a hundred million right right and so it's all kind of uh, relevant but it, it's it's if somebody is struggling with their growth and especially if they can't make say this is how I did it to date and that's why I say we run into a lot of people that grow by mistake
0: mm-hmm. they, they can't replicate it
1: yeah, exactly. And I say, how did you do that? They're like, dude, I have no clue how I did it, but <laughs> I, I just did it. And I'm like, well, how do you want to do it again? I'm like, and they're like, I don't know, let's just do it. And I'm like, well, why not? Let's learn what you did and recreate and maybe do a little recalibration. But for the most part, unless it was pure luck, there was probably some skill involved. Let's do, let's do it again and exactly. just have help
0: you. So I love that. I love that. Okay. Can you tell me a little bit about What your own approach for branding and messaging in your business has been like over the years and what impact it has had on your success?
1: Well, so I do a lot of um, I speak around the country to, uh, you know, it's funny you ask somebody, are you a coach that speaks or are you a speaker that coaches, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like, which which one is it? I'm a coach that speaks, and so I brand myself around the country uh, with various associations to be able to say, mm-hmm. hey, if you're struggling with your team, you're struggling with your customer experience, let's, you know, have a discussion. So that's one way that I do it. I have my own weekly podcast like you do, and so, you know, we have people from around the world that listen, so that's, we brand that, and, and you know, realistically, our logo was created over a picture of margaritas. 12 years ago with (laughs) our marketing people, (laughs) you know, and so it was just kind of like a fun thing and it wasn't a ton of thought, but once we locked in, we just wanted to, you know, keep consistent. We're posting all the time on LinkedIn. Uh, It's just like, like you probably preach, you know, all the time is be consistent in what you're doing. Right. And that's what we're doing. We just keep showing up, keep showing up, keep showing up. I love it.
0: Okay. So last question that I have for you, um, yeah. kind of switching gears, but I'm going to go there. Sure. Tell me what role has personal development and mindset work played in your own entrepreneurial journey? Entrepreneur. Why is that word so hard
1: <laughs> Tuesday only. Well, your I don't journey as a business me. owner? <laughs> maybe the Margaritas hit a little early. I don't know. Maybe,
0: maybe you know, anyways, you know. what role has mindset and personal development played in your own life? Let's say it like that. Yeah.
1: That's a great question. I mean, you know, I used to earlier growing up in my earlier years, I didn't really understand the um, mindset situation. And so I just let whatever into my head, you know, live there. And then I started to see there was some correlation with, you know, negative people create negative, you know, circumstances. So And that's quite frankly why I use positive polarity as my company name because, I mean, if it was called negative polarity, I mean, who'd really want (laughs) that, right? So there's enough negativity going on the way it is. And so I I love thinking about the glass half empty, half full like we do. And so, so so often it's easy to see what we don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to my neighbor whose boat is 20 feet longer than mine or whatever it is in your life, you know? Right. And, and I think that if we have this mindset where we're content with what we have, but we're still trying to build and grow, uh, our bodies and our minds, everything's built for growth. So, you know, to, to not grow is really um, counterproductive. So for me, that mindset really of being positive because I have a choice. I have energy that I can either expel to think about the negative mm-hmm. or I have that's a, an energy that I can use to think about the positive. So I've just made the choice that I'm going to think about the positive. And I think what's the worst that can happen? I mean, you know, I, I, I kind of have landed there. Been like, what's the absolute worst thing that can happen? Nobody shows up to a talk. They don't send sign the proposal. They don't want a copy of my book, whatever it is. I mean, it's like, right. what's the worst that can happen? Right. I mean, we're not talking life or death here. So that, exactly. that's, that's how I've simplified it in my own mind.
0: I love it. Well, Dave, where can people find you and find out more about Positive Polarity?
1: Yeah. If you go to positivepolarity.com, that's the easiest spot where we're there. And, uh, I wanted to um, be able to offer if anybody that's listening, if they want a free disc assessment, they're normally a couple hundred bucks, but for your listeners, I wanted to offer that. So we'll put that link in the show notes for you. And uh, if you're interested in learning where your personality fits and um, it's, it's a lot of fun, you get like 60 pages. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of like, overwhelming at first, but when you break it down into what's going on, it's it's actually really a powerful tool to help you in your career. So I just, as a gift to your listeners, I, I wanted to make sure that if they want it, they, it's there for them.
0: Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for coming today, Dave. It was great having you here.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And thanks for all the work that you're doing. It's great to watch you um, maneuver through uh, life as well. So I've been watching from afar. So thanks for having me. Thank you.
0: I appreciate it. Gracias for listening to today's episode of the Break your Brand Show. To listen to more episodes or to be featured as a guest, go to fabipaolini.com slash podcast for more details. Can I ask you for something? If you got value out of this episode, would you share it on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or just post it online. If you know somebody that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let me know about the show and include the hashtag Breakthrough Brand Show. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and subscribe right now. Your thumbs up, rating, amor, love, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean so much to me and my team want to know more go to our website fabipauli.com or follow me everywhere as fabi Paulini. thank you so much for listening i'll see you next time con amor fabi